Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Albie, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. All right, so we are going to run right in with... So Alice got a late catch here, which is great, because I didn't want to talk about Stacey Abrams taking a stupid picture in a classroom full of masked people. The mask stuff is the, it's starting to cascade now. It's yeah. A bunch of states have come over and said they're going to put an end to... There's no real reason. There's no reason at all. It's actually every moment they're still masking is stupid it always was absurd Mm -hmm. it's now more absurd now that the coronavirus has left and it's going to take a really long time to filter down because even the states that are getting rid of the mandates like your little state over there connecticut uh they got rid of the mandate at a statewide level but the school districts are allowed to keep it so they will because they're run by lunatics and there's a bunch of parents who are lunatics who want it to be there so uh, it's remarkable these these parents because kids can't get Mm -hmm. vaccinated what have we done as a culture that this the idea of vaccinated simply is such a a cure all for everything? You know, even if you know, even if it's not this thing is not a thing that kills kids. So, like, it doesn't include them. Why? Why is this? Is it so holy? This idea of the vaccinations and, and because they've created a bunch of mentally ill people now with yeah. the, like COVID fear. I mean, there's seriously a bunch of people that now need therapy for like anxiety and OCD about this. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it is remarkable, and, and it it was too easy. It was too easy as well to um to just adopt your COVID response to the what class you feel you belong in, mm-hmm. and the really good people um, with the nice beamers. They all are overdoing it. And they're wearing the fake masks. Even when we knew the masks didn't do anything, they mm-hmm. still wore them and they got to judge you when you didn't wear them and they got to yell at petite women in stores for not wearing them. I saw a family I uh, I like the other day that we're friends with that um, they buy the like fake mesh masks, but mm-hmm. they like look dark enough that they look like you're wearing a cloth mask, but it's like just mesh and you can breathe right through it. 
Oh, really? And they wear them everywhere, and like that they need to wear a mask so that yeah. they like don't have to feel impaired. Well, it's, it's all, you know... It does as much I'm not good gonna, as a regular I'm not going to scorched earth the Boy Scouts, Alice, but I had a situation over the weekend where my wife forced me, actually, to wear masks. Alice Shattuck, <laughs> Alice Fauci Shattuck forced... I gave you a Thomas choice. ...Thomas and James and Anson Shattuck to go into a Dollar Tree <clears throat> and spend money on new masks. So everybody say thank you to Alice. I said Might that you well had a choice. Might as well be married to Coins. You could either cut the Pinewood Derby cars yourself with a power tool like an adult male American would do, or you could go to the Boy Scouts store and have them cut it and they require masks. That's what I said. So you had a choice. You didn't tell me that they required masks. I, I went didn't there know that they and we got masks, 86, but Alice, I told you out of that there because we didn't have masks. I told and you then, that we had to have and then Pinewood I said, Derby what I, what did I say and to I gave guy? you a what choice of how to get and them I have, cut. I have two eyewitnesses. You asked him if they have masks. Yes, I said, and do you have masks no. that we can have? And he said no. And what did I document in photographic evidence upon Boxes return? of surgical masks behind the desk. Correct. That's uh-huh. right. That's because with so many of these places, that's because they wanted us to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to exact revenge upon the this outfit, but Alice wouldn't let me. So there you go. I, had to, I was sacrificed. I was willing to go scorched earth, as a matter of fact. Meanwhile, the guy who's cutting the... The cars, you know, had his mask under his chin the whole time. It's like, what are we doing here? And I can't believe, you know, we're so we're like 30 miles away from Boston. So mm-hmm. it's, we're away from the craziness. Yes, Alice. I'm, thank you. What? What did I do? So, uh, no, I'm just telling the people where we, where we are. And so, but when I went in yesterday to, um, that was just Woburn, to the Boy Scout place. Mm-hmm. And then to the, to the um, when we went in to the Dollar Tree. People were panicked that we were walking in there without masks. Really? Me and the three kids. Oh, absolutely. They they were true believers. The closer you get to Boston, the more it, these were true believers mm-hmm. in the masks. Well, I have to tell you. So I took the kids to a play practice to be in a play mm-hmm. um, this weekend also. And I can tell you that I went in there without a mask and neither of our kids had a mask on. And nobody said anything to us, but we were the only people in there without yep. masks on. Although the guy who was running the play had his mask pulled down half the time, and you couldn't hear any of the kids through their masks, so it was absurd. But the guy who was running the play had his mask pulled down the whole time so that he could actually sing the notes of the songs, because right. trying to sing musical theater songs with a mask over your face is absurd and ridiculous, and it doesn't work. And our two kids didn't have masks on, and nobody said anything to us, so we'll see if you know they ask in the future or something. But Isn't it interesting the that you're made to feel that because you're not in compliance, mm-hmm. that only the parents who aren't abusing their kids are made to feel like right. abusers. And props to the two kids I brought because neither of them complained. And if I had brought the one who's a little bit more sensitive to stuff like that, mm-hmm. he would definitely have said to me, next time I want to wear a mask, I don't want to be the only one. But the How two kids that so were there didn't here? even notice really. I think somebody turned up the heat in this house because it does seem really hot in here. It but does. I'll, I'll get a window. Check well, around. The window is I right didn't have time to check the thermostat, but I think one of the kids made I'm it. not usually a mauve person, but you look lovely in it. Thanks, sweetie. I appreciate that. You look that. really pretty these days, Alice. And actually, it's funny, guys, and we'll talk about this in a moment, um, because um, Alice was came on to me, a la uh, the girls who came on to Portnoy and his Business Insider uh, article. I don't know if Very exactly sim- like that. <laughs> 
No, but I was. It's very funny that um, that I was reading today. Our Facebook reminded us that we've been raised Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we first became Facebook friends twelve years ago. Right, and when Alice reached out today. to me, do you realize what an odd thing it was to have me then old? Then I was thirty-seven. Then that's not odd. And, and I'm to have. I I'm know, almost thirty-five. I, I get it, but Alice, do you realize mm-hmm. what what a tenuous situation that was? <laughs> there I am, thirty-seven years old. I'm actually. I, I happen to be starting to have a bit of a social life because of the radio show. These are pseudo D-list radio fame years of of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have a twenty-three-year-old cute blonde co-ed interested in me was a very I don't tenuous. Know if I was a co-ed. Is that? Were, what are that... you a co-ed? I mean. I was taking college classes, yeah. but I, I also just, worked full time. The guys want to hear co-ed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a very tenuous situation, and that doesn't fall into an old guy's lap like very often. So we <laughs> had to. Seven isn't old. We stuff. had to navigate this very carefully. I had a team of advisors on how to <laughs> handle this. Well, it worked out. Yeah, it did work out, and we're gonna put in. We'll put on some of these uh, some of the early correspondences <coughs> on. Um, on locals, yeah. So people can see, it. and then once they've seen that, there's really no part of our life that has now not been exposed, whether they <laughs> want to see it or not. <clears throat> Which is very funny because I think about, I think about, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know, you know, we've been doing this podcast now for it's going to be two years soon, and I love this podcast, and I mm-hmm. love doing it, and I love the friends we've made through it, and the people we talk to, and the characters that we've got. It just, it just, it's wonderful. It's just great. It's just great to, to the, the whole burn barrel community. Um, but I'm also like, there is, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, that I'm a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So my not friend, that kind. Right. Exactly. But, but yes, yes, I want to uh, grow uh, my brand and. I am fine with attention from lots of people, even if it's all calling me a fat old boomer. <laughs> I am fine with it. The more attention, the better. So I'm in this thing for, you know, fine. Listening to, do you, you ever listen to Tim Dillon's podcast? Mm, he's really. a comedian. I follow he's him a really interesting comedian. He's, oh, do you? Yeah. He's in his like late 30s. He's a big fat guy, mm-hmm. he's a gay guy. Um, it, it kind of a conservative kind of no. He's just chaos. Okay, but interesting. His entire <laughs> his last podcast episode is called uh, "I'm Moving Over to Spotify," <laughs> and it's all about how he is willing to say anything that he is so damn jealous of all of the attention Joe Rogan's getting. <laughs> and that he'll say he'll say that being gay is a um is a choice, that he'll say that cancer is a lie, that he'll he's 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 his podcast was one big rant of being jealous of Rogan and he wants to. He's willing to go out and say any number of lies and I'll say the vaccines or whatever. He just wants some Rogan attention. Right. And I kind of feel like that a little bit about us too, you know. I, I want <laughs> all about you. Well, yeah. I, I just the, come in this room every day at this time and say what right. I think to you. Which right, is but I, I would. What I, I would, would do love, anyway. Just I would not love on to a have a moment that happens mm-hmm. that suddenly. I mean, what's going to happen? My best shot at this, to be honest, we know what it is, right? Uh, the trans stuff. Well, I mean, that could be the issue that gets us there. 
But my best shot at, at the moonshot that you need to grow mm-hmm. in podca- podcast um, popularity is if what happens? Uh, something kicks us off of something? That's not what, enough what because we are not newsmakers. Okay. Sorry, I don't know. The what only happened? chance I have is getting whacked, canceled on terrestrial radio. Okay. That's a headline. Right. That's it. That's my one moon. Sh- we, first of all, I'm now looking around for snipers to whack me, but now nobody's whacking me, of course. Um, you know, I go on there, Alice. I say stuff that's forbidden to say, mm-hmm. and I get away with it. Right. Day by day. And the idea is I say something that's true, like male swimmers shouldn't be taking female swimmers' positions. Right. Or competing against them. Um, so say something like that that's true and it's defending somebody. Then what happened? What are you looking at nervously? I'm not nervous. I'm just looking for a particular thing I sent earlier that I can't find. But go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Because I'm always like, I'm, I'm nervous that you're f- seeing information that that I, I have like f- five weeks to live or something. And you're like, how do I put this to him while he's ranting? So this is what has to happen. I have to do something noble, Alice. Mm-hmm. I have to do something noble. I need eye contact for this. Okay. I'm okay. listening. I need eye contact. You're really pretty, Alice. So I have to do something noble. Okay. I have to then get unjustly, unjustly whacked for it, mm-hmm. for my work. Then, once I've been capped, I, at that point, Alice, need to be then tractor beamed over to Tucker Carlson's show to explain why you were whacked. Exactly. Much mm-hmm. like Jordan Peterson and Weinstein and uh and, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people. You could also just end up getting whacked and nobody will pay any attention. That's also a possibility of something. That's the that one that's happen. what I'm a la Tim Dillon I'm thinking right now that's more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like what how many times I am sick of shattic men. Historically shattic men being wealth adjacent, but not wealthy. <laughs> I'm serious. My, my dad, growing when I grew up, my dad was was a, a, where my dad was a lobbyist in Washington District of Columbia, Alice, mm-hmm. for small businesses. He was a key guy right in the middle of it. Right. What lobbyist doesn't get filthy rich? One, the Shattuck <laughs> lobbyist. My grandfather, my dad's dad. Owned the decent, a, honest one. My dad, my my dad's dad mm-hmm. was a newspaper publisher. He owned a newspaper, which at that point was very popular as well. Mm-hmm. No rich, nope, <laughs> nope. There's the William Randolph Hearst up at the top and Louis H. Shattuck down at the bottom. These Shattucks have to well, be. Well, I do feel that. I think that um, divorcing a lot hurts your chances of being rich. Not that I'm saying that's all the Shattuck's problems. My grandfather problems. wasn't divorced. Not all the Shattuck's problems, but I think that didn't help. Oh, dad my, out. my own dad. My that is uh, that certainly was not a good financial strategy to have <laughs> his How wages many? garnished. Four, five husband, wives. He was one so, in the sixties, yeah. then my mother, and then at least two more, maybe three more. I don't know. He got married every ten minutes. My dad, who was by the way somebody who, if you ask my brother Jimmy. Somebody who railed to us about not getting married mm-hmm. forever, forever, as nine years as, as little kids, right. never get married. Never Believe me, don't do it. And they, I could not spend 11 minutes not getting married. <laughs> it was remarkable. So, so, so what I'm just saying is, so, I, mm-hmm. I, so the things that we need to happen 
I want to have a cool person's car, and then I want to have um, I want to be able to look down and feel like I'm better than people. I want a, a Range Rover. Jacqueline Cashman called me today. Once again, I'm Richard Jaceman. Jacqueline, Jacqueline's father is worth more than one and billion dollars. She's loaded. I'm rich adjacent. She thankfully has seen it in the kindness of her heart to give us old used things that she's used. Mm-hmm. So the the rich people use, like we had the the absolute Cadillac of strollers, thanks to Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. But once again, here I am. Not being rich. Rich adjacent. That's right. <laughs> I don't think... Um... I want to be rich, Alice. I want to... I, I, I just want to play the part of a nice West um, Hartford housewife. I want to have my Range Rover or my Beamer. I want to have uh, an old, my, my golf clubs in the back, like the golf players do. Mm-hmm. I want to have my, whatever the new version of the Livestrong bracelet is. I want to be t- t- fundraising for my Pan Mass Challenge. Rides, I want to... <laughs> well, you got to get in shape to do that, I too. understand. Hey, I understand, <laughs> Alice. I want the trappings of the rich people. And I want to act... I don't think it's... I don't think it's as great as it looks from the outside. I want to find out how disappointing <laughs> it is and underwhelming it is. You want to be able to go on shows like Larry David and talk about how it's not as great as you would think being rich? Uh, yeah. Yes, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Yeah. $100 million. Yeah. I want to... I want to be able to, you know, there's all, there is always a chance in my mind. Like, you know how it's, some human resources say it's like 500 days since, since uh, an accident, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's never more than 250 days from a time when my bank card got rejected <laughs> out of cash. I've not made 250 yet. Uh, at some point, some card that I've handed over has been rejected. Sometimes it's f- full of groceries, sometimes not. <laughs> That's what I want, Alice. Okay, I'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, something has to happen. That's why I, I need lightning to strike, because we're not going to uh, little Jerry Callahan t-shirt our way into the swells. Yeah, no. I mean, thank you all who have bought little Jerry Callahan t-shirts. Which I, I love. It makes They're me happy. Great. If I, I like... ever see one out there, and any mm-hmm. of you guys wearing one, I will freaking hug you so GD. Much I, I I don't care I you know but, but I mean, they're not going to make us billionaires. Maybe that's not an incentive really for but you guys not, to be wearing them. <laughs> but they're not going to make us billionaires. That's my point. Right, we but. have no no profit margin on those teachers. That's we why have a so, li- we have a little bit of a I know, profit but Alice, margin. They're but. they're cheap. Like Jerry's, you know, suck the they're, plug or whatever they're, they're, is, they're, is like <laughs> twice bucks. as much. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I know. But we by the way, new Corano coming. This is his last week. So, but what's he going to do now, Corano? I don't. Well, I don't know what Corano do. I mean, I don't know. He he. He just flamed out. He just, it got to him. He got, I guess he got shell-shocked. I mean, unlike you, because... Unlike you, he's not a subscriber to the belief that all Twitter attention is good Twitter attention. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm a common streetwalker uh, looking for Johns in, in not-so-subtle fashion. <sighs> Where other people... Also pretty sensitive, Chip Goins. Yeah, my, my man Chip. Who, thank you to all of you out there bothering Chip. I'm enjoying it a lot. Who knew that he the... blocked everybody, every one of our listeners <laughs> off, off Twitter? So he was. Oh. I mean, talk about talk about just a, a wretch. I mean, what a wretched thing. I he... mean, sorry that you made a mistake and thought Shannon Watts was a... <laughs> whatever. I don't, still don't even know who she is. I still am not convinced of who she is. I know that she spends way too much time caring what Tom Shattuck thinks. 
I know that. But let's get to the important stuff. That brings us to we. The reason we brought up Portnoy is that Dave Portnoy, next to this thing with raising money for small businesses, Portnoy just pulled a freaking ninja move. Yeah, it's uh, huge. So let me okay, please backtrack a bit because so. Because Joe Rogan, it seems like, is still all everybody can talk about. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, is a new story going to happen besides Joe Rogan? Because it's like getting a little old. But it just like doesn't stop. Andrew Yang had to apologize for saying he didn't think Joe Rogan was racist. Imagine that. Not even like defending anything. He just said, I don't think Joe Rogan's racist. Right, yeah, and he you, had have to to, apologize. you have to think Joe Rogan's racist. I'm is sorry. the new rule on the left. You my have to tweet, think that. My tweet hurt a lot of people. I'm sorry. Like... St- what a wimp. What a wimp for a guy, especially who Joe Rogan made his career. He would not have been where he was if he had not gone on Rogan. Great point. So that's what's like especially pathetic. Like what a backstabby move. Like Rogan gave you his platform, let you on his show to make your case and talk. And you're going to go out here and say like you apologize for saying he's not racist. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm if sorry. Rogan's racist, then we got a problem because he ain't. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he's not racist at all. Obviously, he's not racist. It's absurd to say he's racist. The left knows it's absurd to say he's racist. There was a time not that long ago in this country, less than 20 years ago, when even though it was like edgy and not really polite, a bunch of white people said the N-word for comedic effect or because they were into rap or liked the Chappelle show a lot or whatever. Right. Like, and... I don't endorse it. I was not going around saying the N-word. That's for There's sure. There's actually a very but funny... there were a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, who was it? Kimmel did blackface on the main yeah, show. Yeah, of course. And, like, and the all main these show people. was about objectifying chicks. It was, you know, I mean, girls like, bouncing up and down. And that was the whole thing. It was there was a space to have Jesse Kelly, you know, the super alpha man, um, um, Clay Travis, you know, I like um the First Amendment and boobs, you know. Right. We, we, you know, the red meat, woman-loving man. There was a time when that was a tolerated um, mm-hmm. kind of hyperbolic, uh, iconic personality. Right. Including, in some contexts, people were saying the N-word mm-hmm. in a way, like not calling people the N-word in no. a fashion meant to be derogatory, but they were. it was part of Else, pop culture at one time. Back to Larry time. David, that particular episode are you my n are you my n yeah i'm mean, where we're larry a rapper moves in across the street from larry and they call each other n and larry's using the, t- the word n oh i don't even know you don't, you don't know that it's a episode. great episode it's a great but, episode or like hunter biden was using the word in text messages we mm-hmm. know this because a bunch of his texts got leaked like i mean this was a thing that people were doing i saw white kids from massachusetts suburbs using the n-word to mm-hmm. each other just like it, as a way to say like homies basically right, right? I, it's pathetic it's stupid but that's how it was and if you're gonna dig through and find all these old times that joe rogan said whatever then fine right but like i mean this has now become a culture war thing i don't think joe rogan frankly is that interested in fighting this battle i think it was obvious from the time that he took the money from spotify he took a hundred million dollars from them and they killed 70 of his past episodes including the ones with alex jones and whatever and he didn't say anything about it he didn't fight to keep those episodes he did not care he does not care about you know, preserving the old Joe Rogan content that upsets people. Like, it's not... He's just doing his thing. He, it, I don't think that's a battle that he really wants to fight. You're totally right. You're right. He is not an ideologue. 
whatsoever. You, you're right. He he's is not, not like, interested in this battle, which is one of the reasons Tim Dillon is trying to right. take it from him because he is interested in this battle. Right. So uh, Rumble went out there. They said on Twitter, they put a note out from their CEO. Um, uh, Dear Joe, we stand with you, your guests, and your legion of fans and the desire for real conversation. So we'd like to offer you 100 million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship for 100 million bucks for four years? This is our chance to save the world. And yes, this is legit. I think they would do it, but I don't think Rogan wants to do that. I don't. He has no interest in this fight, in giving Rumble his credibility. Mm-hmm. He has a bigger platform than Rumble. He'd rather be on Spotify where he can get more listeners and not be embroiled in this fight and still have his, like, you know, entertainment industry friends and everything. Like, he's not trying to be some lightning rod. It's not what he does. Right. He just has people on his show and talks to them. And so it's interesting that all this has happened because, like I say, this is like the story that won't die, Right. And the reason why it won't die is because this is not an organic movement. There is not a groundswell of people upset about Rogan using the N-word however many years ago. Nobody's upset about that. Right. If you stick it in their face and you show them video compilations of every time he ever said it, then like, yeah, you can get some people worked up. But like nobody's in their heart like doesn't really want to listen to their music on Spotify because Joe... But this is the narrative now, is he's into dangerous medical misinformation, he's alt-right, he's a dangerous, like, radical anti-vaxxer who's causing people to continue to get COVID and die, he's literally killing people, he's a huge bigot, he's a racist, he gives his platform to neo-Nazis, like, this is the narrative now, is he's this radical person. And it's not true, but it keeps going, no matter what happens. Like, the medical misinformation stuff is one story, and then Spotify takes down more episodes. That's another story. Now this video is out of him doing the N-word stuff. So like, why is this happening? Where is this coming from? This is not an organic thing. This is an organized, coordinated effort to ruin Rogan. And like I said before, the point of this isn't Rogan, right? They're not really worried Rogan is saying stuff because they don't, there's a whole bunch of people that don't even listen to Rogan and don't care. Right. The point is, he's the biggest person they can squash, and they're letting everybody else know, including mm-hmm. their own allies. If we can squash him, we can squash anybody. And if you put a toe out of line, then you're next. And these are powerful groups. This is not some like weird conspiracy theory that I'm making up. This is actually, this video was put out by an account, the N-word video, was put out by Mm -hmm. an account called Patriot Takes. Now, Patriot Takes uh, is in a working relationship with a super PAC called Midas Touch, a super PAC that brings in millions and millions of dollars a year for uh, democratic causes. You might remember we played that video, I think, like last year or maybe during 2020 during the elections about like... It was like a girl and her mom getting pulled over by the police for trying to sneak into Canada to get an abortion once, like, you know, Trump had made abortion illegal. It was probably over one of the Supreme Court fights now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the type of thing they put out. Now, Midas Touch, the super PAC, is run by three brothers who have a bunch of entertainment industry hookups then one of them worked for Ellen DeGeneres is like one of her producers or social media people or something yeah and he's a there's content like, guy video right, editing and, and then there's stuff. like one of them's like a big entertainment industry lawyer who's mm-hmm. done he did the um 
the case against the fire, the fire festival, festival. Mm. they're like they have all these connections and hookups with all these powerful people they raise millions and millions of dollars to push these causes and so ben brett and jordan mysalas i don't know if that's mm-hmm. how you say your name their name but anyway they for some reason thought it would be a good idea to go and do an interview with dave portnoy about rogan and speech and saying the n-word and all this stuff and portnoy of course has been in trouble before for saying the n-word himself including having he um he recorded a rap or whatever or was repeated rap lyrics and internally he had a bunch of talent from barstool complain about him and say that he should uh, apologize and this and that and this and that all these people that owe their living to him these entitled rich punks all demanded Dave Portnoy be brought to heel last year. Portnoy didn't. He stood his ground, which is good. So Portnoy's got personal experience with this, and certainly with the Business Insider stuff, um, which is highlighting the stories of unsatisfied groupies uh, who have spent time with, with Portnoy. Um, he is... He is he knows what it's like to be at the at the receiving end of a canceling campaign. The business mm-hmm. insider stuff is obviously meant to be a campaign that doesn't end to show misogyny and sexual abuse. Right. Whatever that, right. And Dave Portnoy gets it because he's seeing and like exactly like we talked about yesterday with Shannon Watts and Chip Goins and all this stupidity. This stuff is fake. This is totally astroturfed fake stuff mm-hmm. that's getting filtered through Twitter to make you think that this is some that this is a real thing that's happening. That like, oh well, I guess we have to cancel Ro he's like hurt so many people by saying all these bad words. That's not a natural thing that was just happening. No, that's and a, we've seen this a narrative and a movement that's being created by people who exactly. are getting millions and millions of dollars from powerful forces to push that message on you. And this is not a new thing. This is at least 20 years old now, these kind of campaigns. Media Matters for America mm-hmm. is one of the big ones. And they just go and they target people in advertisers and, and uh, threaten them and harass them and get people canceled. And that's uh, it's the template is out there now. Mm-hmm. And now it's a new it's an industry. Cancellation is now an industry under uh, activism, we'll uh-huh. call it, where the guys at the top, the Midas brothers, in this case. My solace, Right, think, but that's yeah. where Midas has some comes yeah, from yeah. here. It's the it, M-E-I-D-A-S. Right. Is, yeah. um, is, um, is there going to get a lot of money to do this? Because a, a mm-hmm. super PAC is really just a, a bank account that you can do right. anything with, as yeah. long as you can't do, contribute directly to a campaign. Right, you can't coordinate right. with the campaign, as though... Or, we can't all see what the thing to do to help the campaign would well, be. Well, <laughs> right. And also, of course, they all coordinate with the campaign. Right. It's, this, is all, this is a joke. I mean, who are you kidding here? Uh, uh, so go so go ahead. So, yeah. So they went on with Portnoy. Yes. These are cancelers going with Portnoy, a guy who's a street fighter who's been pushing um, sensitive, uh, controversial content for 20 years. In Boston, or maybe even a little bit more, or when mm-hmm. Barstool Sports was just a magazine. Do you remember the magazine? Did you ever see it? I remember. I think when I was like in college, so this would have been like two thousand five, two thousand six ish. People would sometimes share right. share like on from their website stuff. I don't remember a physical magazine. Right. So I remember when it was just a physical magazine, and it was it, you know managed to get coeds to get almost completely nude 
for him to be like the hot college BU chick of the week or whatever it was. But the girls were happy to do it. They got exposure. He was he could move magazine. He was a true entrepreneur, you know. And it was just a guy's thing about the Red Sox and and and, and very. It was very guy oriented. It was chicks and beer and sex and sports. And you know, very stupid, like Portland kind of is. He's a very fairly simple guy, but he got it and hustled, worked hard. But he's always been. I, I remember my. But, I had but. I had a Barstool Sports poster picture of a girl pinup girl in my office at wrko mm-hmm. and me and the uh the news director shared an office and we both very much like this picture and i remember our gm who's a woman named julie khan coming in and ripping it down um but i was gonna say you said dave is a simple guy but mm-hmm. i think it's worth noting that he is a guy with dead on instincts about Who's out to get him and oh, totally. who's shady and who's a liar? Oh, totally, totally. That's why that's he's a he's a brilliant guy in in many ways. There's no doubt. I mean, who else can make an industry out of eating a bite of pizza? That <laughs> bastard. How is that not Tom Chaddock once again? Oh, wealthy adjacent. Uh, okay, so these guys are stupid enough to go on with Portnoy, mm-hmm. and. I assume that Portnoy, the reason for the entree was because he got the goods. So yeah, this is, he probably these invited the, them. These are the three brothers, the know-it-all brothers, on with Portnoy, and they're talking about how they have to cancel Rogan, of course, because Rogan said the N-word, and that should never be allowed, ever, 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 ever. And listen to what Portnoy unveils. I have definitive proof of one of you three using the word in a text conversation with a friend from 2014 that somebody sent to me. It shouldn't be used, but I swear to God, I have. I lie, but okay, that's a lie. Yeah, you think I'd lie about that? I think you would lie about so, that. Uh, does anyone? Does anyone here have a fiance named Lexi? I think you'd absolutely lie about that. Uh, did can am I lying about what I just said? And if someone has a fiance named Lexi, that that is the decision right here. No, no, I'm asking. Is that, that does, there's that no right context whatsoever to anybody using? Uh, the word. Is Lexi a person one of your lives? Yes, Jordy's fiance is Lexi. Yes, my uh, fiance is Lexi. And so that means Jordy did. Nice, good, good for tough guy Jordy to pipe right up <laughs> as he hides there. Oh, Lexi! Oh no, Jordy's brother outs him, and so now Jordy's. <laughs> yeah, Jordy I'm, did it. <laughs> I'm saying I have definitive proof. Okay, okay you have definitive okay, proof, but, but if that doesn't define like everything. And I've never done it in a private conversation. I've done three times all on air. And I think context very much matters, very much. Like I. The, the resist programming, I have definitive proof of one of you three using the word. And how good is this? It is another uh, cut here. David, David, just when we go off, will you commit, though, on your podcast and your shows never to use the N-word again? I've already said that a million times. Will you? I absolutely will. Oh. That that is such <laughs> that is so how it sounds like though the bullying right will you commit to not use it again I've I had need people this say, from you yes I need like he like they have any dog in this fight these guys right. are just uh, grifters why do they you know? oh why does Portnoy right. owe them some promise it's, it's about the, the same content thing that he's when that have. college professor told is- me Alice mm-hmm. that she expected me to make time for her in a conversation mm-hmm. you know I oh no expect- I think she offered you that she would make time for you right i'll make some time for you to educate you about why you're to see exactly why what you're thinking was behind that to which the only good answer is go yourself obviously well right because the reason that they're asking will you make me this promise is because this is an extortion racket right because the implicit threat 
I mean, like, why do they care? It's nothing to them if Portnoy says whatever word, if somebody or- says it on one of his podcasts in his organization. They're saying it to him. Will you make this promise? Because the implied threat is because we will freaking stomp on you if exactly. you don't make us this promise. Exactly. And because you just heard him say, the Midas Touch Kid, that it's never acceptable in any context. Well, Except when I do it. Well, no, he didn't say that. He said it's never acceptable in any context. So now he's just made it in stone right there that it's it's not acceptable for brother number two to be in square one of this Zoom meeting <laughs> if he said this, which he did. So now Portnoy's got this kid wrapped, tied up now in knots. And also for, for him to say it's never acceptable to use in any any uh, any context, okay. But the word but is I used mean, a hell of a lot in, in artistic communities as well. But, and they've like... They've canceled a bunch of people. I think the, was it like the New York Times science writer guy and yeah. like the Papa John's guy for using it, not even in a context. Was that that of wasn't like, them. Was that? Was no, that, no, 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 not them. But right. like, but the left in general. Yeah. Right. Has canceled people for even saying it. Like when they say any context, they mean any context because they've canceled people for saying it like you should never say N word, but like actually even, saying it. Right. Even <laughs> like, having the, the conversation about how you should never say it. Yeah, you, and you say it while saying you should never exactly, say Exactly, which is what like, the New York Times... Not only did the New York Times guy get fired for that, but other progressive writers during Slack conversations about that incident have since been canceled for defending the New York Times guy. Right. You can't even defend somebody who said it's right. not okay to say N-word if they said it while saying it was not okay to say it. Like, exactly. We're in like beyond parody, crazy world of right. weird associations. Okay. Well, then, yeah, handshake deal. There we go. What? I said never have used it and never will. Okay, so then when the guy who has... That's not a safe thing to say. I have mm-hmm. certainly said the word. I know I've said the word. I never was... I'm not a, a, a black... I mean, I'm not a... Um, uh, you know, some racist, you know, um, Jim Crow South dude would ever use that or ever say that to somebody or ever you say. In, but I think every word that's been invented in the world, I've probably said, especially as a kid. Not the really big ones. Uh, Not no. the really big words. What do you mean? You said you've used every word that's been invented. Right. But as a kid, you, you finding new words, especially if they're forbidden words, that's the greatest thing in the world when you're seven years mm-hmm. old. My goodness. And, I'll, and actually, to, to talk about, I'm not even going to say it, but that word, which is nothing that I've, one of my problems, I'm not a pedophile and I'm not a N-word using racist. I, I, those, I have those two things. Those are yeah. two, two, maybe the only two things in the positive column for me. Um, But everybody has used every word. There used to be a, when I was a kid, some of the things that we would say like are Indian rubber. Which mm-hmm. is Indian rubber meant um, that you could throw the ball at the person you're playing baseball. That means because you, when your kid's playing baseball, there's not enough fielders to have a first mm-hmm. baseman designated there. So you could whip the ball at the person. That was called Indian rubber. So you'd whip the ball at the person. Indian rubber. We said Indian style. There was a word, that N word was used. The only time I've ever heard it used popularly was in a. In a, in a, in a in a way that was probably rooted directly in racism that had to do with a bottle rocket, which is a firework. And I won't say anything more. Probably guys who are around my age will remember this being called. It was mm. shocking to me to hear. Yeah, I've heard people also use it as a compound word for um, 
again, racist context for sure. But I and I do not say this, but mm-hmm. I have heard people use it in a compound word to describe the way some people put the the way some people put things in their mouths, like oh, doing something oh, with yeah. a cigarette. Oh or, yes, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. So it's out there. I mean, people people have said the word. And I don't think that everybody who's ever said the word needs to be now unemployable forever. Right. But that's the message. And the thing is, like, they're not going to cancel their brother. Well, right? we'll it's see. It's not going to be. But here's the thing. It's not going to. Hunter Biden is still allowed to, like, be around and do art shows. Nobody's been calling up his gallery and been saying, like, we can see this person use the N-word in a text and we really think that's very problematic that you're selling his art, right? Nobody's doing that. Why? Because it's not that it's unacceptable for everybody in every context all the time. It's unacceptable for you, the bad guy, to do it in any context at any time. Right. It's not unacceptable for them. It's not unacceptable for Jimmy Kimmel to have done blackface. It's not unacceptable for Whoopi Goldberg to have dressed Ted Danson up in blackface. Mm-hmm. It's not unacceptable for didn't Joy Behar do blackface too? Like it, or mean? or uh, uh, Ralph Northam or any of or these sure, other people well, like even Rick Wilson to have a Stars and Bars Confederate bumper sticker. Right, on because his he was anti Trump. He right. got in with the right people. Like that's how it is. Is Right. If and, you're and, one of the yeah. bad guys, if there's a zero tolerance policy and anything we can find, we will launch a coordinated viral campaign mm-hmm. funded by millions of dollars from the wealthiest people in the country to make your life hell until we ruin you. Right. But we're allowed to say it and no big deal. We're allowed to do this stuff and no big deal. Justin Trudeau can be in blackface all over the freaking place and mm-hmm. nobody cares. It's not a problem because he's one of the good guys, so it doesn't but matter. But he'll be happy to say without pushback that a bunch of people driving 18-wheelers are white supremacists. Oh, well, this is huge now. This is the new narrative about right. the trucker convoy, and it's all over the internet. You know, they've been kicked off GoFundMe. GoFundMe, finally, after pushback from people, they decided they weren't going to donate the remaining money to charity, but they are going to refund the people. Right. If people don't know, GoFundMe a few days ago said... Because we don't like this organization for the truckers, we're taking all the money and giving it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would to have charities. Been, which is a really great way to get your business burned down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one where like people are going to be pitchforks yes. and torches if you take $9 million of other people's money and donate it to charities that you feel like right. donating to. So, But they did decide that uh, they would refund the money to people. Uh, after a total outrage for a while but the new but they are pushing they are not on the platform anymore the truckers and the the narrative is being pushed that this is a white supremacist fascist occupation of ottawa bear in mind there was an actual occupation of a bunch of city blocks of an american city in the summer of 2020 Mm -hmm. that was celebrated as the summer of love and fabulous and wonderful which is freaking incredible when you think about it. But, you know, when the right plays by the same games, plays the same games, you know, they're white supremacists and evil and terrible. Here's one. What's happening in Canada with the use of trucks and tractors to create mobile right-wing extremist warlord convoys <laughs> to try to shut down urban centers and terrorize healthcare workers and political opposition will be replicated in the U.S. soon. Count on it. Here's another one. There are 35,000 people in the Telegram chat dedicated to organizing a U.S. version of the Ottawa trucker convoy. 
Folks in the U.S. should be paying close attention to what's happening in Ottawa. The truckers clearly took notes from the events of 1621, and I'd be very surprised if our far right doesn't take a page from their playbook in return. Tactical dialogue is real. It doesn't take much to jam up the center cities of a major urban areas and make life unlivable for disproportionately diverse residents. And we all know who the cops would sympathize with. <laughs> As many Canadians have pointed out, the response of cops to this incursion is very different from the way they've responded to indigenous protests. Our police are largely a militarized far-right force at this point. We can all guess how they'll respond. And here, this person goes, again, this is a Twitter person. I'll be a broken record here. Trucks are a very dangerous and effective tactic for the far-right. They're effectively tanks. They are deadly against pedestrians. Can plow... Effectively tanks. Oh, fantastic. They are deadly against pedestrians. Can plow through police blockades, and it takes only a small number of them to occupy and disable a city. So they're going on and on. They found, you know, whatever, people in like the YouTube comments from some video about the trucker mm -hmm. convoy who are their new f conspiracy theory is that, you know, how people say honk honk, the hashtag honk honk. Really? Is because it's HH, which is Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Right. There we uh -huh. go. See? So they can find some people. There we go. They can find some people in the YouTube comments saying like Heil Honkler and like being whatever. It's probably like 14 year olds being stupid in YouTube comments like they do all the time. Like what do you want from people, you know? But whatever. It's not a real I mean like the trucker thing is really happening. So, but they're they're portraying this as like some kind of fascist. They want this cast just like they want January 6th cast. It's a deliberate thing as a criminal terrorist, like an actual fascist coup attempt to take over the country. And they want it treated like that. What a gross, gross thing. Can you imagine saying that about, about some people? It's Can incredible. Imagine? As use it in private conversations. Uh, your, one of your brothers. I don't even know, I don't even, I don't even know what the that means, Dave. It means that's a very nervous guilty kid, right there. That's, <laughs> that's a the very one who nervous... worked for Ellen. I think he's like twenty-seven. Yeah, is that's that right, Jordy? I'm... That's the one who used the N-word, knowing he's busted. Uh -huh. What a great interview this is. The Portnoy man, the Portnoy cavalry has arrived. This is so damn good and important. Well, I can't use the it, word. It, it feels a little he said, she said here on this one. No, I have it. I have it. It's one hundred percent. I, I Dave, you I used say. it. I don't say that word. I don't use that word. Yeah, I sure. I just okay, made Dave. that up out of the blue. Okay. Dave. I mean, you made. I mean, you made up this whole connection between us and a, Did I? a deep state. Yes, let me let me did. say this. Anybody so, with anybody with no agenda who looked at the facts, the partnership, the way the videos local. are cut, the fact that you three follow <laughs> both, comes to my conclusion. You can Alex deny Jones it. Hey, OJ got off. So I mean, you can deny David. David. <laughs> How yep. many people call Fortnoy David? Isn't it great? Isn't it's incredible. It great? Also, the grifter extraordinaire got in on the trucker thing, too, by the way. Speaking of grifters. Shannon um, Watts? No. Our other favorite Chip? grifter. Coins? No. Uh, Who's the biggest grifter in the country? Rick Wilson? Most shameless. He works with him. Or works oh, with Steve, him. Um, Steve Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Steve Schmidt tweeted today at 2 p.m., Ottawa is the capital city of one of the most important countries in the world, Canada. He's, he can't resist. It is under siege by a highly organized and well-funded fascist occupation that is coordinating with, 
connected to and funded by the American far right. This is a profoundly important story that is being covered abysmally in the United States. The autocratic metastasis is spreading and extremists are rising. What an a-hole. The Confederate flags. Concentrate on your pedophiles, Steve. Q symbols, Nazi flags, and other hate symbols aren't incidental, coincidental, or accidental. So this is the same grift. Remember, this Mm -hmm. is the same grift to try to show this. He needs to obviously raise some money here to fight off this fascist occupation. The world needs Steve Schmidt. The United States and Canada share the longest, peaceful, and undefended border in the world history. We are linked by our values and ideals, by our sins and faults. Our the good thing histories. is, so I call him out as a whore sometimes on social media, <laughs> and I get gets under his skin because he does respond to me. Steve Schmidt, and he shouldn't, mm-hmm. but he does because he knows because there was a time yeah. that he knew that bad versus good, and he knew that the dark side was right there, but it's a place you don't go to. But he did first by by a torpedoing Sarah Palin because he's a a horrible miscreant of a man, and then by just just selling himself to the highest bidder. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. All right, Albie B, should we head out? I think that's it for today. Here, here, Dave Portner. You know what I'm going to call this one? The Portnoy Cavalry has arrived. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I think that's good, honey. Happy! Oh, Alice about to turn the big four zero. No, Birthday in just I'm a few days, guys. Birthday is just 35. a few days. Don't give out my birthday. Somebody's gonna steal my identity, like Gawker and Christian could that, Cinema. Could that hurt us? No, probably not. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to steal my identity, we're on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. Just to DM us for some information. Maybe you have better credit than we do, so it could work out in our favor. We're also at BurnBarrelPodcast.com, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Abby always hits the post these days. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.